cliffcentral.com. Speaking of collections, to bring on our special guest for the morning, and he's someone we haven't spoken to for a long time, I'm very happy to see he is around and ready to talk to us and connect with us again. His name is Maps Maponya. How are you, Maps? Hello, hello. How are you doing, guys? Good, dude. It's so nice to see you. How have you been? Been a long time. I've been so... I've been so, so good. Um, sorry if I sound like it's 7.30 in the morning. It's because it's 7.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> it's, it. it's been a while, man. It's yeah. been a really long time, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing really good. Really, really lucky that things have been going well. And, uh, 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 yeah, work is, work is on the up, traveling quite, quite a great deal, and just been lucky that things have been coming through. Well, in case you do not know and you've been living under a rock, Maps Maponyane is a TV presenter, model, actor, style icon, designer, businessman, philanthropist. He's making waves locally and internationally. But what you might not know about him is that he also collects hats and caps. You are a hat and cap man, and you have a huge collection, I'm told. Is that right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm just a full-on headwear man. I mean, I've got, um, I've got lots of, I've got lots of different kinds of hats, uh, be it kind of like the formal Panamas, fedoras, uh, Hamburg hats, jersey hats, pits, fezes, whatever you can pretty much imagine. I've probably got a hat for that. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, caps and even, even a whole bunch of beanies. I just love headwear. And what's funny about that and Gareth, you know, people always think people who wear a lot of hats have got no hair. The funniest thing is that people never see my hair and they, they're pretty sure I've got a massive balding patch or something happening there. (laughs) Or I just am like finished underneath, but you know, you There's have, a lot of hair. You have to the go hair, dude. Here. No, you you got hair. You got good hair. Listen, it is interesting though that that hats used to be a massive, massive thing, and over the years they've become less yeah. and less of a thing. I mean, you talk about hats like you know Homburgs or fedoras or Panama hats. Yeah. Every, everyone on earth used to wear these things. They were considered part, you weren't dressed properly if you didn't go out with, uh, without a hat on. And these days, obviously, a lot of people wear you know baseball caps and all the rest of it. But really. Hats are not considered essential parts of the uniform. So a lot of people, I, I don't wear hats at all. I'm, I'm not a hat person. I'm the opposite of you. But that's maybe, maybe just because I've never found the right hat. I mean, it, it could be because of the never found the right hat, but I also feel like you probably grew up with everyone, um, you know, complimenting you on your luscious locks, and you're just like, I'm probably just never going to wear a hat then because no, then you keep wish. showing these. I think, um, listen, I, but, I, I do believe I'd make a very, very ugly bald person, so that's part of it. But, but, but I've never, you know, I've never put on a hat and thought I looked better. You know, you sometimes put on sunglasses and you think, and you think, oh, these sunglasses make me look better, right? Yeah, that's never yeah, happened. That's absolutely. never happened I mean, with, look, me with a hat. In in my case, it's quite interesting because um, I think try, people try and placate me and say that it's you know it's not the case, but I've got a massive head, and for some reason, having a massive head has given me a hat head. So whatever hat I put on seems to always suit me, like it always works out. And I get hats made for me, and it still blows my mind that you would place more things on a massive structure and actually complement it. So it it, it actually is, has been something that I've loved for years and i'm quite lucky um well i'm not quite lucky I, I actually think of what you were saying right now about how it used to be a thing back in the day and that's how i got influenced into loving hats so 
my grandfather was one of the most stylish people I knew. He uh, always wore his Sunday best no matter what. He had that Sapphire Town, oh, um, you know, that, that, that Sapphire Town Township swag all the oh, time. Wow. You know, just going to the shops, leaving the home, he'd put on his suit, everything, three-piece, whatever it is, put mm-hmm. on his hat to compliment everything. And then just walk out, get the milk, get the bread, come back, you know, and then take everything off again. And he had, you know, he had tons of um, friends who did tailoring and, um, you know, would share. They had collections and they would do it together. And I just always loved how it complemented the look. You know, I I feel the same way you kind of described it earlier, where if I leave the house, I feel like just adding a hat adds that bit of personality. And I always wear the hat that is how I'm feeling, you know, that's aligned with how I'm feeling in that moment. And it allows me to be able to switch between characters, switch between moods, switch between what my focus might be for the day. And it Mm -hmm. seems ridiculous, but for me, it's just like, it it gives me what I'm trying to, um, trying to convey for the day or what I'm trying to really get out there and, and, and and the presence I'm trying to have for the day. And, and it's quite fun for me, Mm -hmm. especially as a man who, um, I can't avoid the cliche as a man who just, generally in life wears many hats um it's quite cool to be able to switch up in different kinds of ways and um yeah it's fun i love this dude and and what you're talking about your grandfather uh, uh, you know with respect to him gareth i'm yeah. sorry i know i know you're talking about. i'm just i'm taking you for a walk okay i just want to show you something Let's before you here. speak about my grandfather I've oh, got a little wow. hat wall in my wow. okay so i just want to explain I think you might appreciate i want to explain to everybody who's um who's listening and not watching because there are many more people who listen to the podcast. This is the most extraordinary hat wall. He's basically got a whole lot of hooks on the wall, and he's got all these beautiful hats, just all colors, um, just <laughs> every style. Um, there, there are some of these hats which, I mean, there are even some of them that are just piled up sure. on the ground next to the hat collection on the wall. <laughs> Mops, how many, yeah, ha- sorry, how many hats? Sorry about the way the sun is coming through. No, no, no. How many hats do you think you have? Um, I reckon, uh, I reckon I've got about maybe like 290 odd oh, wow. of hats. Oh if, you incl- if you include the caps as well, sure. it's, it's over the 300 mark. So, um, yeah, I reckon I've got a problem. I just want to go back to, <laughs> you were talking about your grandfather and, and you know, there were these, yes. these stylish people like two generations back who just, they never compromised. It didn't matter whether they had money or they didn't. It didn't matter whether they grew up in a, in a rich neighborhood or a poor one. They did not compromise Absolutely. on their outfit. They made sure that they always looked amazing, men and women. You know, there were, there were a couple of ladies on Thursday. I went to the British High Commission, and there were a couple of ladies there wearing hats. And they, they, it, it, just, it just completes the outfit. And hearing you describe your grandfather... Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that he would never leave, and there was a there was a whole etiquette to hats. You know, you you kind of took your hat off when you greeted someone. There's a whole way of behavior that we've sort of lost. Um, I don't think we have the appreciation for headwear that we used to have. I don't think people understand how how you know the, the, there's a language that goes with this stuff. And I also don't think people understand how much people notice that level of behavior and in other words when i'm wearing a hat and i think it's because you know of perhaps the kind of 
uh, traditional school I would have gone to or because of how my grandfather always was or or his you know uh, friends in the township mm. whenever I am wearing a hat one thing I always do do if I do meet someone I'll always tip my hat and shake their hand and right. or I'll take my hat off and people are always just like oh geez, people still do that. That's, that's so lovely. You know, right. it, it seems like such an old fashioned thing, but it's just such a, a signifier of respect. We can all recognize, you know, mm. and I think it, it I, I'm, I'm such a purist in many ways that I've always loved to keep those kinds of things that will evoke different feelings in people and, and, and keep a certain level of, of, um, of things associated to the, you know, the old school suave male or something, you know, sure. just they, they always had fun with it. There was always, there was always a flair that they did everything with. It wasn't just yeah. because it wasn't just generic. You know, if I think of personalities, um, some of my favorite friends are autistic and I say they're my favorite and, and some of my best friends because as kind of neurotypical people, we just have, gotten into the very generic way of just like, um, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Cool. Yeah. And then you move on. My neurodivergent friends who are autistic, <laughs> you ask them how they are and they'll just be blatantly honest. Like they're just purists about how they are. And so you know, people might interpret that as being burdensome, but I've got a friend who sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll call him and I'll say, Hey man, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, well, I'm feeling pretty pathetic about half of my day and feeling a bit useless, <laughs> but everything seeming like it's picking up and a little bit more positive today. So I'm looking forward to seeing if I can get more positive, um, you know, factors in my life for the rest of the day. Oh, and wow. it's just like, it's so refreshing to like, just say it as it is and then just keep it moving. Great. I mean, it, people, I just don't like the generic because where's the, where's the feeling in that? Where's the personality yeah. in that? Where's, where's the individual in that? And I think individual, indiv- individualism is so big to me because, you know, another thing just to quickly divert, I grew up with a severe stutter and people don't even pay attention if you have any speech impediment or anything mm. that is considered not to be normal. And so I was always, put aside, always never kind of considered. I was always kind of voiceless. And if only we, and, if only we you know, found you, because we used to have the speech impediment Olympics on my show. And I used to, I used to especially give people who had speech impediments an opportunity to read poetry. But of course, uh, you, you, no you were too young at that stage. So you missed that opportunity. Sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been the perfect time as well. <laughs> well I was, all right, That's I want to I want to show off, um, I want to show off a few pictures yeah. of you here. So just uh, describe what's going on. This is that a is that a, 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 a traditional Panama hat? But it seems to have like a, a thing. Yes. It, it, that is a Panama hat. All right. So funny yes. thing so, about so that's a traditional Panama. Funny thing about that's Panama a traditional hats. Panama hats. I, they're actually made in Ecuador. Yeah, if I had to, <laughs> ah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I. I wear that sometimes when I'm feeling like I, um, I don't know. It just, it, it adds, it adds a little bit of, I guess, feeling of, of, uh, I don't know. It just makes you feel good feeling of grandeur. Like I'm just about to make a massive, um, uh, deal flying over Colombia. All right. Yes. What's the next? <laughs> I like that. Uh, you, you could say the Panama hat gives you a sense of panache. So we stick to the panache. Okay. Ah, right. exactly. Now, what do you call a hat like that? That's um, it so that's ha- a that's a fez. Is that a fez? Okay, beautiful. That's a fez. Yeah, 
So that's a style of fairs that's just been kind of slightly modified by um, Simon and Mary. So that's another thing. I'd say 90% of my hats are from Simon and Mary, which is a local hat brand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, local milliners that make incredible, incredible hats. And that's a, yeah, that's quite a unique one in that kind of deep, deep yellow. And, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's magnificent. And, and those, I think the origins of that would be Morocco, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They used to wear those red ones with the tassel on the top in in Morocco. Yes, exactly. But these yeah. these are definitely stylized. Like they're not as they're not as high, and they seem to. Mm. It's almost like a brimless hat, really. That's what it. That's kind mm. of what it is. It's, it's beautiful. It looks good. It looks good on you. Then I mean, you are a model, so everything looks good on you. Uh, here's you with a baseball cap on. Uh, any anything yeah. fancy going on? Is it hard to find a good baseball cap? Because some of them, some some of them have got terrible like logos and writing on the front, and some of them are awful colors. I mean, are you very particular about what kinds you actually buy? Yeah, very particular. It has, it has to fit on my head a certain way. It can't be kind of over embellished. Um, some of the logos are terrible; they don't quite work out. Um, but sometimes it can be really cool. Uh, I. Sometimes it goes a little bit of bias. I'm a big basketball fan, so I love a great like Lakers cap and um, love that kind of LA motif yeah. yeah. um, across some some of my hats. But otherwise, no. Um, as, as long as it fits really well, you can usually get away with it. Yeah, I think if you if you're going to have a baseball cap, you better have a New York Yankees one. You know, with the, the that New Absolutely. York logo on the front. That's always a good one to have. I saw one when I first went to New York, and I had to buy it. Um, there are also those, yeah. a lot of people like the ones where you can identify a certain sports team. Um, but for you, being a bit of a fashion icon, you have to also have um, baseball caps and other hats that are multifunction. In other words, if, they, if the logo is too big or the logo is too prominent, you can't wear it with too many outfits because then people only see the cap and uh, it, it kind of doesn't blend, blend in with the rest of what you're doing, right? That takes away completely from it. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, it's important that you also, um, it's important that I also kind of have hats that I can wear with, uh, different things and it will just kind of complement and not be the, the actual show. You know, it's, it's, it's not the actual moment. All right. So the hat wearing you as opposed to you wearing the hat. Uh, yeah. But I th- exactly. I think yeah. what's also, um, just to get back to your point about your neurodivergent friends. Um, you know, we know that there can be difficulties in reading facial expressions and especially micro facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And there is, there is so much communication through a hat. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is the tipping of the hat for respect. There's the taking off of the hat to show, um, sympathy, you know, when you, you mm-hmm. hear bad news or something like that. Um, if you look at dancers on stage and how they use their hats, um, in, to convey certain emotions, it's it's so true, and I honestly hadn't thought about it until you brought it up. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that's what I love about it. I think it, it forces people to to just for a moment just think, you know, just that little gesture of taking off the hat or tipping yeah. the hat or something. It just kind of adds that little smile and that little quirk and that little thought of, oh, that's actually quite a lovely yeah. thing that we used to do well, quite a bit and. Throwing it into the air in celebration, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, Maps, uh, the difficult thing about this um, and what makes your collection different to some of the other ones that we've had on the show is that you actually wear yours. But are there certain hats that you are loath to put on because you're just a bit nervous that 
they might get damaged, uh, you might forget them somewhere, or are they all there for use and you're not going to be very precious about any of them? Are there any of them that cost you so much money that you won't wear them? So you were speaking earlier about sneaker collectors and I also collect a bunch of sneakers, but I also just don't see the point in doing so if you're not going to wear them. Absolutely. And I've got... I've got a lot of hats. I mean, just specifically with sneakers, I'm sure you've seen a lot of those images of how people don't wear them and they try and collect them and hold on to them for years. And the problem with sneakers is that you need the the fibers in the sole to keep moving so that they, they don't break down. And so many sneakers have been found that were collected over like five years, 10 years, and the sole has just fallen apart because they weren't utilized um, enough and the, those fibers weren't, sure. um, weren't, weren't active in movement. So, with hats as well, I've got lots of like beautifully, specially made hats that I love. Mm-hmm. But what's the point if I'm not going to be able to um, enjoy them? You know, what's the point if I'm not going to be able to wear them as often as possible? And if something happens to them, I mean, obviously it, it's sad and it sucks and it's unfortunate, but then, then, then so be it. But I love being able to travel as well and, and collect hats. Like um, whenever I'm in the UK, it's very, um, it's very cliche, but whenever I'm in the UK, that's where I get all my, um, newspaper boy hats you know those yes. kind of poor boy hats they call right. kind of those oliver twist hats yeah. because they make the best tweet and so it's the best place to go and buy a whole bunch of those really high quality tweed hats kind of like the peaky blinders and so i only get those from there and um here we make amazing hats so it's always a simon and mary hats and if i'm in nigeria i get a lot of those Igbo yes. Igbo culture cheap hats which are just awesome as well and i love wearing those and they accentuate whatever i'm wearing and i think it's just important to wear them as much as possible. Yeah, I love that you do put them to use because there's there's something about a collection that just sits in a cupboard that makes it kind of boring and staid and, you know, uninteresting. Yeah. Um do you do you have any any things that you still desperately want to add to the collection? Because you do get to travel a lot which helps. Um have you ever seen a hat and thought, "Oh, I want that" and just you didn't have enough money at the time to buy it or you know, it was something that was there was uh, maybe there was only one of and you you didn't think to get it? I actually recently got a specific one um, that was made for me and now is going to be actually be, be put in production, but I've always wanted to get it made somehow. And it was made by uh, Mach Hossa and they did some really, really cool stuff with it. Can I quickly go grab it? Sure. Let's 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 uh, take a look at that. I'm, I'm just putting up a picture on the screen for those people listening on the podcast. You can see a bunch of his hats in the background on his hat wall. And they really are like just a, a fortune of these things. So cool. You have to have confidence to pull off a, a hat. Um, it's not something everybody can wear with confidence. You know, a lot of people wear mm-hmm. them and they look stupid like me. I look like a goofy fuck. But, um, but, I, but I think I've always battled people... as well. Do you? And I remember. I remember um, there was a show called Blossom growing up, and it was actually, um, I can't remember her name now, but she was in The Big Bang Theory. She was Sheldon's wife, Mm -hmm. um, who's actually a a neuroscientist in real life as well. Wow. She was the star of Blossom growing up, and she always had hats, and that kind of kicked off a trend when I was uh, sort of preteen, and I would have loved to have worn a hat, but Ever since then, after trying one on, I was like, I'm never going to wear a hat in my life. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Some people just don't no, look exactly. uh, They don't look good in them. But Mops has gone to go and fetch one of his favorite ones. I, I've, I've, got, I've got like a few baseball hat uh, caps, but I don't even think they look good on me. So I'm, I'm always a bit nervous about 
wearing them because I just I feel like I look dumb. Um, I I think it's just it's not it's not a Gareth thing. Maybe I'm missing out. I do have. I a, haven't a, seen you in many hats. No, but you know what? It's useful to have them, especially when the sun is is bright in the middle of summer and you're outdoors. Yeah, of course. I mean, frankly, even in winter, it just it protects your face from the sun. I mean, there are lots of sensible reasons to wear them that have nothing to do with fashion at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you if you if you talk to me on a on a good day about that kind of stuff, then it makes sense to me. Like you you should be wearing a hat if you're going out into into the the midday sun in a hot country like South Africa. Uh, you you protect your skin, you protect your eyes. It's uh, it's a very sensible thing to do. I bought a Absolutely. a pretty nice hat in uh, France when I was there the last time, what 2019, which um, I still I carry around. But it's been you know, it's been a bit damaged when you put it in your luggage. And do you carry yeah. do you carry hat boxes around, Mops? I mean, because you know women who have very fancy hats, they have all their hats in boxes in the top of their cupboard. So if I'm going to be traveling with a lot of hats, I'll have a hat box and obviously it can be a bit of a mission to travel with one, hmm. but it's it's better that than actually damaging the hats. Sure. Or there's a specific way I actually pack my hats. So for example, um, I would have, you know, something I would have had to figure out so that I don't keep having the issue of damaging them. If I'm taking hats, if it's a, so what I was going to, there's a whole bunch I'm going to show you now, but if I'm taking a Panama, for example, mm-hmm. Um, and a few other hats. I'll put my Panama in my bag upside down, yep. pack a whole bunch of clothing around it here so it keeps this um, this structure good, and then um, it can't get flattened on the bottom, yes. if, uh, so to speak. And, mm. then, and then I'll kind of pack things inside right. the Panama to also maintain its shape so it never actually gets squashed. Smart. So you think of little tricks and ways, and I've traveled with this everywhere, and it's maintained the, you know really good shape and it's form. So um, this is a little... Panama um, from Simon and Mary, two different kinds of Panamas. That's a four dimpled yeah. Panama over there, right. and then that's this kind of Panama that's... with a, almost like a almost like a cowboy structure. This, for example, is a cowboy hat. Yeah, look at that with the with the sides and all like... curled up. Exactly, and then it's a fun that's little awesome. color as well. That's beautiful. So it's, it makes it quite interesting. It changes everything altogether. Um, this is a jersey. A jersey hat. That's lovely. Is that, is, cool. is, is that sort green. of a is that sort of a felt? Yes, this, this is a felt. Yeah, this is a, so, a felt fabric. So you know something interesting. You know where the the, the term "mad as a hatter" comes from. Uh, I actually used to know this. What is it again? Sorry. So, so in the old days, milliners who make hats used to work with mercury salts, and mercury is a yes, very, yes, very, yes, yes. very toxic chemical. So what they would do is they'd be breathing in, they'd breathe in mercury vapor over the course of their lives, and then at some point, most of them would lose their minds because mercury is so deadly yeah. and so toxic. Once it gets into your system, you can't get it out. So mad as a hatter literally meant hmm. that the people who made the hats went crazy. From the mercury. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that story because I always wanted to to know what it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah. milliners, what they have to go through to create grades of hats, obviously you make them differently now. Sure. Um, it kind of actually made, made me appreciate them more because even Absolutely. though they got all mad, they still loved it and still made even more hats. Um, this is a pork pie, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Now that a, almost... A, a quarter porky. That's lovely. It's got a, is that a feather in it? feather in it yeah you know is that almost like the ones what does uh, becky taylor wear does he wear oh like uh, yeah is that a yeah. fedora or is it um, one of those 
So he he wears a fedora with a with a feather in it. Yes, <laughs> he looks like a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> he totally does. Proper American gangster vibes. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> and then this is a military fez. Oh, that's lovely. That's fantastic. It almost looks like those ones that like Brezhnev used to wear in the Soviet Union in the 1950s. Exactly. And then the one I was saying that I've been wanting to kind of get made that has a little bit more of an African flair Mm -hmm. that my posse got made for me and now I'm going to be putting into production is a kind of locally made Panama, which is really like for me reminiscent of like South African, Sapphire Township, I with a little it. bit more of a pop. And, and I just, I don't know, I just so, love it. It's got such beautiful, bright, contrasting colors on it. That's what I think is so mm, magic. Yeah. And, and really, you, you know, that, yeah. that would be that would be unique to us in South Africa. I don't think you'd be able to buy any of those anywhere else. And I think that's a terrific no, idea. Listen, there's, there's, there's big money in hats. I mean, people like Philip Treacy, who does um, a lot of the, the, the very fancy women's hats. He's probably the world's most famous milliner. That guy is a he's he's yep. uh, well into the hundreds of millions of pounds, uh, and he'll charge for a hat uh, with without being shy. He'll charge you know a couple of thousand pounds for a hat. It's quite something. Yeah, I mean hats hats can go especially for women um, because they get all those fancy hats for mm-hmm. the derby races or yeah. and um, whatever it might be funerals as you know too and. They can go even for like a tiny little one that's been embellished in some kind of way and that's made designer can go way north of, you know, the, the tens of thousands of rands. It's, it's, it's quite, it's quite mm. wild how, yeah. how internationally those are really, 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 um, appreciated as, as a, um, as a must have quality item. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen the love for hats here where you, you kind of, you, in, in the township, especially a lot of the funerals you, you, you would ever go to, mm-hmm. you'll see all the, um, the women will have a whole bunch of differently made hats, um, black hats that are made for that moment. And you'll also see, uh, we've got amazing hat designers, um, Anita Ferreira, who's an incredible hat designer. Mm. She's made, you know, lots of incredibly embellished hats. Crystal Birch, one of our best milliners in South Africa as well. She makes fantastic hats. And then, of course, I mentioned Simon and Mary. And those three, I'd say, would be the top here. And they hats, I'd say, can, I don't think, go more than like 5,000. I mean, I can be corrected on that. But on average, I know Simon and Mary had, because I'm always buying them, are about maybe a 1,000 and a half, 1,000 plus. And I'm also really lucky that I've got a relationship with them too where they'll make me special hats and, um, you know, they'll they'll give them to me too because they just love me to keep wearing their hats. Well, Gary's saying this is the coolest collection yet. And we've had some, Thanks, Gary. we've had some pretty <laughs> cool collections on here, so that's high high praise. Uh, Theron says the hat collection is so cool, I love it. Um, Tracy says very British to wear pillbox hats to weddings and the races. And Theron also says my yeah. late mum had such a cool church hat collection. I donated it to charity. Oh, wow. Now I'm feeling nostalgic. Mm. Well, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Listen, uh, dude, it's so nice to hear you talking about something like this because usually when we talk to you, it's about all kinds of other stuff. But this is like a passion of yours. Um, do you have enough space in your house or are you going to have to, um, you're going to have to build another hat room? It's so funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> so there's two things, there's two things I collect a lot of hats, um, 
I'm not going to include clothes because I mean, that's just my line of work, clothes and shoes, hats and art. And I really love my space being filled with hats and being able to have enough of a space for them. Otherwise they can get damaged from like stacking. You might've seen a couple were like stacks and they can get a little bit warped there. And I hate that because then what I'll do is go back to the milliner and have to get them reshaped. And because of the damage it's also um, causing, and because I'm also just running out of space in general for <laughs> just general living, yeah. I'm actually moving to an apartment that's double the size of my apartment. So everything has more space. And I think I'll have two or three hat walls in that one awesome. and um, have a lot more of my personality coming through. Dude, it's so nice to see you again, and I'm sorry it's taken us so long to catch up with you. But at least we found a good excuse to talk to you about something that you really care about. And what a collection. Uh, you are you are definitely Thanks, the, the best person to be pulling off uh, a collection of hats like this. And um, it's delightful to, to, to have you let us into your house and into your life and into your hat collection. It's really, really, really very special. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for... Yeah for having me guys and it's always fun to be to be on the show um and it's been a while and hopefully we can do it again soon definitely nice to see you maps nice oh, there see we you go. Too. <laughs> doffing his cap to us i like that thank you maps <laughs> 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 <laughs>